Milwaukee United Church of Christ presents In God's Own Image, a reflection by the Reverend Jean Randall Bodman, presented on Sunday, June 7th, 2020. This is the story of our ancestors in faith. From the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created. God created heaven and earth and the light that fills them. God created the rhythm of darkness and light, the passing of day into night into day. God made boundaries between land and water, called plants up from the earth. God formed the light into two sources to govern seasons and years and filled the water with sea creatures and the sky with birds. And God called up the animals from the earth, cattle, creeping things, and wild things. This ancient story, which makes no sense as science or history, offers us a poetic expression of our ancestors' spiritual experience. The people who became Israel arose out of cultures that claimed and feared and worshiped many gods. There were many, and they each had changing roles and forms. In Mesopotamia, there were two main gods who faced off as rivals, each with his own pantheon, his own squadron of lesser deities, In Egypt, a different set of gods quarreled over legitimacy, each with their own pantheons, hundreds of lesser deities contending for prominence or even just for survival. All of these deities were fickle. In the Babylonian myth, Enuma Elish, some of the gods created humans, then later regretted the decision because humans were noisy and annoying. So they schemed to destroy what they had created. These deities battled among themselves. They killed and enslaved and retaliated against each other. And humans were just caught in the crossfire. But these stories of deities warring and rampaging around the created universe made no sense to the ancient storytellers whose story has come down to us. No, they said, the creative power responsible for the world and everything in it is not divided, but unified in one life. There are not many gods, there is one power. And it it has the power to speak things into existence. That one created everything that is and looked at it and called it good and blessed it. Finally, That one God, talking to its own spirit, said, let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. So God did create humankind, male and female, in God's image. It's a noble ancestry to claim, the image and likeness of God, every one of us, everywhere on the planet but it only takes a quick look around the world, across human history, into our news feeds or into the mirror to make those words seem either delusional or at the very least, mysterious. As the psalmist sings, set against the vast expanse of the heavens and the beauty of the moon and stars, 
what are humans that God should even be mindful of us? And yet, the singer also felt and claimed and sang, God has made us just a little lower than God's self. How and in what way could we possibly be remotely like God? It's hard to fathom. But perhaps the answer is in the story. God created first one thing, then the other, spoke life into the water, and called life forth out of the ground, set boundaries and rearranged elements to make what was created useful, and called the whole thing good and blessed it. God created, made useful, and blessed. Humans, in God's image, have done an awesome job of the first two, creating new things and making them useful. In every place where people have lived, we have created art and music and stories, and we've developed tools for work and theories for understanding the universe. We never stop. From small clusters of dwellings to farms to towns and trade, all the way to now. Human beings never stop trying to create something new. But too often what we as a human community have forgotten to do is to stop and look at what we have created before we use it to evaluate whether it's good or bad. To think about whether it is good for all or just for some, whether it's good for the long-term or just for now. We often don't reflect, we just keep moving. And one of the things that we have often created are systems that hide the reality that they were designed so that some people would prosper and other people, by definition, would not prosper. And if they were harmed, it was invisible. In the face of such evil and oppression, we feel overwhelmed. But if we let our ancient traditions speak to us, we might find in the words of Otis Moss, that there is a power given to us by the one who created us to combat evil action with moral imagination. We can hold on to this ancient spirit and this righteous ideal, which is older than the spool of time. We can reclaim our moral imagination and call ourselves, our communities, and our country to account. The other day I was on a Zoom call with Interfaith Movement for Immigrant Justice, and I heard a beautiful example of moral imagination. We are all acutely aware of the crisis in policing in the country. That was the reason for the call. We're aware of the prevalence of police brutality, particularly against Black and Indigenous and other people of color. And some of us are becoming aware of the frightening increase in military equipment that police forces are being outfitted with. But most of us don't know how to imagine something different and better. I mean, I don't know how to imagine it. I don't want there to be no police officers. What if my car is stolen, my physical safety threatened? It's hard to imagine how to do better. 
But Luna Sayanidi had the moral imagination to think this through. Imagine, she wrote, imagine that you see some folks sleeping on benches in a park. A city employee comes by and checks in to see if they need a place to sleep, if they need food or water or health care. An employee of the city, not a police officer. And an hour later, those who want a different place to sleep have it. Isn't that public safety? Imagine that someone is behaving erratically and putting themselves and others in harm's way. Imagine that you text a number and an unarmed urgent responder trained in behavioral and mental health is on call and ready to come quickly. Not a police officer, someone else, someone trained. And an hour later, that person is safe and getting the support they need. Isn't that public safety? Imagine that you are experiencing a mental health crisis and you're afraid. Imagine that you call 311 and a trained first responder, someone trained in mental health, comes to your door. And one hour later, you're in a safe place with your consent, with plans for follow-up care. Isn't that public safety? Imagine if officers were not asked to be social workers and therapists and substance abuse counselors. Imagine if public safety meant, meant not just containment, but support. Imagine a different world. The world we are in is in what feels like a dire space. Not every one of us can be out on the streets calling for justice. But every one of us can breathe deeply and remember this insight from our past. We have as our birthright imagination, the ability to make, to create and to make useful, to evaluate and to bless. We can use our imagination to dream, then speak our dream into community and then work together for something new. Do not be afraid to speak what you have imagined. It is your gift from God. It is your gift to the world. You were created to imagine. Amen. Mm -hmm.